Welcome everybody to the Christian Marauder. So glad you all are joining in today as I continue to answer a few more questions before jumping back into the series on the Judas generation and its effect upon the church. So one group of related questions that I keep continually uh, getting and I kind of grouped them all together go like this. People have been saying the last days is in their generation. 20 years ago was in their generation. 50 years ago was in their generation. It was 200 years ago. The last days are in their generation. Um, and they've been going at that for years upon years upon years. Hundreds of years now. Every generation thinks that they're in the last days. So a lot of the questions I get concern this. How do you know that we are in the last days? So how can you be sure if what you and others are saying about the last days coming upon us is the real deal or just another dead end like it was before in the past? Therefore, how can we be sure this isn't some other sort of false alarm? First off, we are seeing things that no Christian has seen within the 2,000 year history of the Christian church. The only way I can honestly answer this is by pointing some of these things out to you so you can make up your own mind. Sound fair enough, folks? With that, let's connect the dots. After all, the biblical bedrock of end-time Bible prophecy is marked by the rise of a one-world ruler, just as Daniel mentions, along with a group of elites called the great men and merchants of the earth who are mentioned in Revelation chapter 18 that help bring all of this about and lay the foundation for it to happen. It's a time when one cannot buy, sell without some sort of mark made out to track, surveil, and monitor in order to control people, just as Revelations chapter 13 points out. In fact, we are witnessing the very type of technology needed for this being developed for that very purpose right now. I don't know if you're paying attention to that, but we are seeing this surveillance state and censorship big time right now. Well, before 2010, that technology was not there. Now it's becoming more refined. We are on the threshold for it to be implemented. How so? We have the AI and the world elites calling for a fusion of the biological and domain with the AI and digital technology to be implanted into your very body. And they are implementing this as we speak. They're open about it. In fact, they have CRISPR gene modification that is being more and more perfected with each passing day. Uh, are they trying to make human beings a new Nephilim? That remains to be seen, but they're on the threshold of something big here with the CRISPR technology. The elites are seeking also some sort of method to extend their human lifespan and achieve immortality. And they have gone so far as to be able to reverse the aging process. Did you realize that? They have been experimenting on mice. However, there is this one side effect where they see where they actually can reverse age in mice that they have not been able to overcome. What's that? Well, these weird sores and tumors appear on the mice's body, which appear to be very painful to the mice. Could this be a portending of future things to come, like Revelation chapter 9, verse 6 says, In those days men will seek death and will not find it? How could death flee from somebody? That's because the world's elites want to work on living forever, and they're trying to get this age-reversing gene editing in place. They haven't perfected it, but what happens if they do? And what happens if the side effects as seen on those mice happens to them? just like it says in the book of Revelation. So is this a foreshadow of Abaddon's 
minions released on there to influence these mad scientists to do what Revelation chapter 9 is talking about, where they think they can live forever and they perfect this and then the side effects of what happened to the mice happened to them. You ever thought of that? Well, we have the elite setting the stage for both long life and trying to live forever and creating a new kind of Nephilim hybrid human being genetically altered and to be a programmable human being and their housebreaking humanity to accept this on a worldwide scale. That is becoming more and more of a reality with each passing day. It wasn't like this 200 years ago. Well, Jesus mentions what to look for in the Bible, as it was in the days of Noah, for example. Well, we are getting there, don't you think? I mean, I'm telling you. There's also a push for a one-world religious system that's gaining steam right now. It's right before our eyes. Well, folks, did you know that the Notre Dame Chapel in Paris suffered a massive fire in 2019 and is now being converted into a, a religious center, a religious woke center, following an agenda that's pushed on all of us in the world right now? Did you realize that? Well, look at this picture. Notre Dame is being turned into a woke theme park. Cathedral is being revamped with Discovery Trail. And Christianity for Dummies exhibits, claim critics. Under the new plans, a Discovery Trail will lead visitors through 14 themed chapels. The final chapel will be dedicated to the environment. Others are for Africa, Asia. Trendy art murals will cover the walls with sound and lighting used for emotion. And they must have been studying mega churches, maybe. I don't know. Uh, scripture will be beamed into the walls in foreign language, including Mandarin. How nice. How come Africa and Asia is mentioned, but the West isn't? Hmm. I don't know if anybody thought of that. Next, look at this. The UAE reveals progress on interfaith complex to house a synagogue, a mosque, and the church. This is in Abu Dhabi, the city of Abu Dhabi. And you can look on your screen there. If I can, I'll kind of zoom it in there. And you can see that they're actually building this thing right now. Here, let's look at another picture of what they planned for this thing to look like. that I got off of Pinterest here. Look at this. In this nice, you see these three interfaith buildings in this town of Abu Dhabi. Why are they doing this? Look, here's another artist renditioning. And it says this. The opening in Abu Dhabi in 2022 marks the Abrahamic family house, marks 20% of construction progress. It's a beacon of understanding and peaceful coexistence inspired by the document on human fraternity. What in the world is the document of human fraternity? So what does that mean, folks? Well, let's look here. Let's look at the Abrahamic family house here. The Abrahamic family house will be a beacon of mutual understanding, harmonious coexistence, and peace among people of faith and goodwill. The vision for the Abrahamic family house originated after signing of the document on human fraternity by Pope Francis and the Grand Iman Ahmed Ayyitaib in February 2019. 
This landmark will be a place for learning, dialogue, and worship, open to all, and a true reflection of UAE's belief in tolerance and hospitality. Within each house of worship, visitors will have an opportunity to learn about the religious services, listen to Holy Scripture, and experience sacred rituals in a fourth space, not affiliated with any specific religion. It will be an education center where all people can come together as a single community devoted to mutual understanding and peace. Hmm. The Abrahamic Family House will host a variety of programming and events, daily religious services to international summits currently under construction to projects Anticipated completion date is in 2022. It will be one of several undertakings the Higher Committee of Human Paternity will advise upon. Now you got to ask a question. What in the world is the document of human fraternity? So let's look at a document on human fraternity that was written by Pope Francis and this Iman here. So as you look on your screen, you'll see the link to where I found this at. And you can look it up yourself and enjoy reading it, folks. I'm telling you, what amazing thing. It's a document on human fraternity for world peace and living together. Now, doesn't the Bible say about when they say peace and safety, you know, sudden destruction coming? Yeah, have you ever heard that before? I mean, I, I don't know if you have, but just, just in case. You know, there's good indication when you have a Muslim and a Catholic, the Pope is talking about peace and making a document. So with that, it says this. Faith leads a believer to see in the other a brother and sister to be supported and loved. Through faith in God, who has created the universe, creatures, and all human beings, equal on account of his mercy, believers are called to express this human fraternity by safeguarding creation and the entire universe. Hmm, I did not know we were supposed to save Martians, but mm, we're to, uh, mm, by safeguarding the entire universe. Wow. This transcendental values served as the starting point for several meetings characterized by friendly fraternal atmosphere where we share the joys, sorrows, and problems out of our contemporary world. We did this by considering scientific and technical progress, therapeutic achievements in the digital area, the mass media and communications. We reflect also on the level of poverty, conflict, and suffering of so many brothers and sisters in different parts of the world as a consequence of the arms race, social injustice, corruption, inequality, moral decline, terrorism, discrimination, extremism, and many other causes. From our fraternal and open discussions and from the meeting that expressed a profound hope and a bright future for all human beings, the idea of this document on human fraternity was conceived. It is a text that has been given honest and serious thought, so as a joint declaration of good, heartfelt aspirations. Its document invites all persons who have faith in God and human fraternity to unite and work together so that all may serve as a guide for future generations to advance the culture of mutual respect and the awareness of the great divine grace that makes all human beings brothers and sisters. That's a lot of words there that this document on human fraternity is talking about. It's called a woke narrative that the entire world is going to be pushed into. That's what we call it now, a woke narrative. We used to call it a, a Marxist fascist narrative, okay? But now it's a woke narrative, okay? The, a document on human fraternity that was written by Pope Francis and this Iman here was for world peace and living together. And how was that to be brought about? I just read it to you by using scientific and technical progress, therapeutic achievements, the digital era, mass media, and communications. Just think about what's all being said here in that little uh, spiel in that document here. 
technical progress, therapeutic achievements. <laughs> Think what that means. The digital era, putting maybe like Klaus Schwab, putting your computer inside of you, uh, and through mass media and through communications. All those words are buzzwords for what the age of Aquarius is about, which is a brotherhood and fraternity for all men, everybody in a Christ consciousness, everybody go hum. Man, isn't it strange how all this stuff starts connecting. This has not happened before, has it? On a scale, on a worldwide scale. Maybe it has in some one single solitary country or a few or maybe some empire, but never a worldwide scale like we see it today. And it goes on that this document on human fraternity wants to fix all the ills of social injustice, corruption, inequality, moral decline, terrorism, discrimination, and extremism, but only as they define them, not as how we define these. For example, extremism is defined as anybody who opposes this plan and this narrative. You shove it down somebody's throat, find out who's going to react, who the reactionary people are, like Alice Bailey and Foster Bailey wrote about in their cult works, and you get rid of them. You convert them or get rid of them. Okay? For example, we're seeing some of this stuff today. Parents have no rights to educate their kids. It's a big battle going on in the United States. It'll start going worldwide, if not already. We're seeing this in school board meetings here. Now they're sicking the FBI and, and stuff on people who make a stand. We don't want Marxist claptrap taught to our children. This is wrong. You're teaching evil. You're teaching racism in school to defeat racism. You're creating chaos. You're creating disorder. You're letting criminals out on the street. People are burning down things. They're looting in, in major cities and stuff like that. Going in and smashing and grabbing and robbing stores blind. Businesses are shutting down on the West Coast because they can't operate there in this brave new world where everybody's uh, it's all for social justice, don't you know? On top of that, we have two strange statues were brought to New York on October 2021 and displayed at the Rockefeller Center. And then uh, I think one of them was at least mounted permanently in front of the United Nations headquarters. Folks, I'm telling you, these statues are pretty creepy. With that, let me show you. So if you look on the screen, you'll see this um, thing uh, from a Twitter thing here. It says here, the Guardians, the Guardians. This is the Guardians. There are two statues called the Guardians. One is called Peace and the other Safety, okay, and Guidance. It says, with their wisdom and leadership, the Guardians work for safety of our countrymen and countrymen found in the New York. They are hybrid beings. Very resilient and strong. Their name suggests they guard everything the tribe considers valuable, its traditions, customs, and cultural identity. They're responsible for providing security in every war and, ad and adversity nomads experience on their journey, protecting the essence that each member of the community carries with them. Warriors, tones, and guides who lead the pilgrimage. Do you want to know more about their mission? You can see the link on there if you want to. Isn't that strange? It reminds me of, of, of some of the things that Daniel saw in the book of Daniel and what we're seeing some of the images in the book of Revelation here. This is one where they actually put in front of the United Nations building. This artwork is entitled Peace and Safety. Well, folks, I got to say, this looks oddly like one of the four beasts seen in Daniel chapter 7, verse 4. Okay, Daniel chapter 7, verse 4 says, And first was like a lion. And had eagle's wings. I watched. 
till its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart was given into it and folks isn't that weird and a man's heart was given to it and its name is peace and safety and first thessalonians chapter five verse three says for when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape that is from the uh, new king james version there and daniel chapter verse seven verse four says and made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart was given to it okay isn't that interesting and that artwork was financed and given to us by mexico isn't that interesting how this thing looks and, and stuff and it's for peace and safety it's their idea of peace and safety if you don't agree with their idea of achieving peace and safety it's going to devour you okay sudden destruction does come now folks when you look at this strange being and this strange entity there folks what do you see daniel chapter 7 verse 4 again and it was made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart was given into it now look at the abrahamic family house folks three separate religions with a fourth religion in, in there too where an education center and see how this loving kind beast called peace and safety is going to speak with the heart of a man the document on human fraternity for world peace and living together pope francis and his amon wrote together introduction this transcendental value served as the starting point for several meetings characterized by friendly and fraternal atmosphere where we share the joys and sorrows and problems of our contemporary world again was made to stand on two feet like a man with a man's heart given into it crying for peace and safety let's look at this again we did this by considering scientific and technical progress therapeutic achievements the digital era the mass media communications we, we reflected also on the level of poverty conflict suffering of so many brothers and sisters in different parts of the world as a consequence of the arms race social injustice corruption inequality moral decline terrorism and discrimination extremism and many other causes wow what can i say about that how can anybody argue about this thing well all this stuff like i said is how they define it which is the problem folks and they want to put the like it says here therapeutic achievements and the digital era and the mass media and communications uh they want to put the age of aquarius inside of your body so to speak so how do they plan all this from our fraternal and open discussions and from meeting that express profound hope and a bright future for all human beings the idea of this document on human fraternity was conceived it is a text that has been given honest and serious thought so as to be a joint declaration of good and heartfelt aspirations daniel chapter 7 verse 4 says it was made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart was given into it so what does first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 3 say when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman so now we have a piece of artwork that is entitled peace and safety planet on the seat of world government called the united nations okay think about that peace and safety if you don't comply you will be devoured isn't this simply amazing folks what these people are planning to do 
And it goes on, this document that invites all persons who have faith in God and faith in human fraternity to unite and work together so that it may serve as a guide for future generations to advance culture of mutual respect and awareness of the great divine grace that makes all human beings brothers and sisters. Sounds wonderful, folks. It really just sounds like dragon speak to me. This all sounds really so wonderful, oh man, I tell you. You know, considering scientific and technical progress, but it's only science as defined from them. There is no peer reviews to their science, okay? It's their technical progress and therapeutic achievements, how they can alter gene technology and put that in you to make you subservient to their wills. They want to put the digital era inside of you. They want to put mass media and communications in order to brainwash you in many different ways so that we can solve all the world's ills uh, as they define them okay and this is really frightening actually considering in the light of bible prophecy what they're saying here again was made to stand on two feet like a man with a man's heart given into it crying for peace and safety there is a push for one world government and they're seeking a perfect crisis to help move them toward it uh, Dr. Evil of the World Economic Forum has wrote his book, The Great Reset, for that purpose and, and said things that only he can say and not be censored from. I mean, I'm telling you, and how to achieve it. This is amazing, isn't it? We have open censorship now in order to housebreak all, everybody on the human planet to accept their narrative that sounds so nice and sweet that we got to save planet Earth and that all comes by just as the Georgia Guidestones reveal by reducing humanity to a world population of 500 million, maybe a billion because, you know, it's a little loving and grace. That's a lot of people that are not going to be around for a loving, kind world. Isn't that amazing? And as the Dr. Evil of the World Economic Forum states, you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. And in the United States of America, will no longer be a world superpower or a lighthouse for freedom because you have to bring that idea and outlaw freedom reason all together so everybody walk lockstep in this narrative of brotherhood fraternity collectivism so that it's all about social justice and and and, and, and racial revenge and pitting people against each other to create a more equitable kind loving world you see the insanity of these people? I hope you do. Okay? Along with the World Economic Forum and the elites of the world, with their Alice Bailey-laced philosophical ideas of for a brave new world that, that comes about by the destruction of the old, by use of bringing forth much chaos and destruction and into the world to, to build it back better, and brand those as inferior who disagree with you in order to eliminate them. It, we are seeing a push also for a metaverse world. So that brings a question. What is a metaverse? Well, a metaverse, according to some of the documents I read, is a combination of multiple elements of technology, virtual reality, and video where users live within a digital controlled environment similar to what you the movie the matrix talks about supporters of the metaverse envision its users working and playing and staying connected with friends through everything from concerts and conferences and taking vacations and maybe play acting and an escape room 
all around the world you everybody be interconnected to do this as you're in your own home and never have to leave isn't that sound wonderful for a video prone young generation who loves video games as it is wow in fact mark zuckerberger is going to market a push for meta world mark zuckerberger changed facebook to meta and it has a new logo as you see on your screen it is a sideways number eight so folks did you know that this sideways number eight of the metaverse here is related to what is known as as the leviathan cross i'll get that straight yet yeah, it's related to the leviathan cross what is the leviathan cross you ask okay let me bring this up and show you what the leviathan cross is and notice the sideways eight the leviathan cross do you see what it means isn't that interesting the leviathan cross this is from fandom here from wiki here it says the leviathan cross is sometimes referred to as the cross of satan which means satan's cross depicted on the bottom as an infinity sign number eight and above as a double cross symbolizing protection and balance between persons isn't that interesting i find it very interesting that this symbol was chosen by zuckerberger for the meta world and folks this meta symbol also stands for a meta religion and meta spirituality so let me bring this up for you so you can see what that means what is meta religion and meta spirituality 2.0 meta religion or meta spirituality by its very definition in nature must at least be approaching near universality in its usefulness and applicability this near universality and its usefulness and applicability is created by a combination of factors such as aligned with principles of open source meta religion okay let's look at what this means open source meta religion principles when applied and adapted to religion 2.0 are absolute structurally must without these basic operating system rules and principles any meta religion and meta spirituality could be continually dragged into or down to denominational differences or conflicts and claims without the open source meta religion if you get that here principles it would be impossible to create any trans denomination meta religion it would be difficult to transcend yet include the best of the interfaith movement the interfaith movement isn't that interesting isn't that interesting then we just have something about this interfaith movement of the abrahamic house interfaith movement of this meta meta religion and it goes on secular only in the degree that meta religion and meta spirituality is first primarily and always rounded balanced and aligned with objective facts and science to additionally enhance universality and common qualities such as unity found in the common universe meta religion and meta spirituality also answers all the most common existential questions of life first primarily and objectively from science grounded perspective a meta religion and a meta spirituality also provides a set of common and universal principles or codes of ethics for living once again based on our common objective and factual science meta religion is supposed to be all about science you know you heard that before so with that, what's all this meta-religion stuff really all about? The modern idea behind the meta-religion is to fuse all the world's religions' moral codes that agree with one another pertaining to their guiding principles for human goodness. Yet each religion remains distinct from each other, but are united together to conform to a governing meta-narrative 
for the betterment of the human race and that better meta narrative comes from a governmental body that is the idea behind the meta religion here the meta religion is an overarching system that adjusts incorporates mixes and blends and unifies all the world's religions as long as each do not question or fight against the governing governmental powers meta narrative where all religions are unified behind a blended ethical codes of goodness global equity and equality and sustainability and compassion and brotherhood and fraternity and so forth the new meta-religion shapes the collective consciousness of humanity to conform to the will of the ruling elite hierarchy or oligarchy is the best way to put it i guess it is in reality a brand new form of a one world religion where it's church and state uh, blended together to control and brainwash humanity to obey a governmental source no matter how tyrannical that government is or will become that is the idea of a meta-religion 2.0 is where they just take the old idea of meta-religions of all different religions then they blend them and fuse them where they maintain their distinct attributes and abilities and and their rituals and stuff but they must conform to a authoritarian control system a narrative that is the very idea channeled to alice bailey on how to bring about a one world religion used to support a new world order that shapes a new religious narrative to guide all into their idea of collectivism based on harmony balance and equilibrium brought into the world so that all are gelled into a christ consciousness a blended form of corporate fascism needed to check and reshape communism into a noble world order for humanity's own good therefore the modern concept of meta-religion 2.0 is all about fusion of all religions of the world together by removing their exclusivity and uniting all into a meta-narrative set forth by a governing world order all made up of that elite oligarchy now what does this have to do with the question at hand about are we really entering into the last days much in every way keep tracking with me here folks in fact the ancient greek word meta root meaning meant this it meant after along with uh, beyond uh, among its own kind it was used in ancient science to denote a category of species things and items that are alike uh, in philosophy and occult traditions the meaning for meta developed later to denote something of that is beyond above behind something something that is transcending and more comprehensive or broad or greater later in historicism or the occult world meta came to mean that which transcends and unites all in harmony balance and equilibrium that creates a new manner of human being or humanity all aligned in oneness of ideas thought and narrative all for the collective good of humanity meta also stands for the metatron cube which is the symbol used in sacred geometry as a metaphor for the known universe and all things in it to to be brought into a connective harmony and balance do you see how all this connects about harmony and balance alignment you know uh, you know and unity and coming in as one and unite it you know you know have you heard some of that in churches lately the same same words it's amazing how you do all this begs the question what is a metaverse world a metaverse world is a mixture of blending of virtual reality enhanced improved reality in a video world where one can live and interact with each other in a virtual reality 
Digital universe sounds great. No human interaction except in a digital world. Sounds great, man, I tell you. No touch, no contact. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? It is where a person never has to leave their own home and still be able to work, play, connect with friends, go to concerts and conferences, go to a meta church, go to virtual trips around the world, never to leave your home. In fact, the movie The Matrix helps shed light on how to play inside of a metaverse world. That's what they're gearing up for, folks. However, a primary mission of the metaverse world involves forced learning of new narratives so all gel into a new collective world view where one is easily controlled bred tracked and monitored to ensure all comply to the ruling elite oligarchy uh, with enough worker bees to keep the elites happy while you own nothing that's what that is actually about a brave new world they're gearing for it and they speak dragon speak great swelling words of harmony brotherhood love for fellow man do this for your neighbor type talk i'm telling you i'm telling you they are pushing a narrative and that is one of the reasons i say we're heading toward the last days because we will see a push for a narrative of a new world order or a new world group think are you seeing that by chance so let's get back to the meta world of facebook and it's 3D goggles here. Let me show you what all that means here. So, folks, this is the meta first world of Mark Zuckerberg. I'm going to bring this up for you to read here. Meta. Metaverse is the next evolution of social connection. Our company's vision is to help bring the metaverse to life. So we are changing our name to reflect our commitment to the future. Metaverse will be social. 3D spaces in the metaverse will let you socialize, learn, collaborate, and play in ways which go way beyond what we can imagine. Listen to Mark Zuckerberg share our vision to bring the metaverse life together. Building metaverse. We are developing exciting new technologies that will help, help people connect and explore the metaverse through virtual reality, through augmented reality, through smart glasses. Discover all that you can do with virtual reality. Well, folks, what they're talking about here is putting these... 3d goggles on your head and you go into this metaverse world i tell you this is crazy stuff these people are thinking about it says the future is made by all of us metaverse will be a collective project that goes beyond a single company it will be created by people all over the world and open to everyone oh how nice how sweet invest in an immersive learning wow there's that theoretical uh learning Responsible innovation. Wow. All in this metaverse world. Oh, man, I tell you, what could possibly go wrong in this metaverse world whose logo happens to be uh, the infinity symbol, which is seen on the Leviathan symbol, which talks about the same stuff of bringing people together, interconnectivity, a real Borg-like collective hive. Amazing, isn't it? This all matches the ideas of the meta symbol, that sideways eighth there that is seen in both the Leviathan cross I mentioned earlier, and it's actually seen in the ideas contained in Pope Francis's letter, a document on human fraternity for world peace and living together. It's also seen in the Guidestones and also in the Guidestone commemoration book. It is there. Brotherhood, fraternity, equilibrium, balance, harmony with the infinite. 
you got to connect the dots. The Georgia Guidestones are all about leading all to accept a new age of reason that brings forth balance and equilibrium into the world. United Nations, World Economic Forum, the great narrative they already set forth in this last November of 2021. The great narrative, they, they had a conference in Dubai talking about this great narrative that all governments must follow. A The metaverse world are all about achieving balance, harmony, and peace and equilibrium and safety between people uniting all to think alike in a world where reason is outlawed debate is shunned a world of top-down control a benevolent top-down control may i add where all are spoon-fed universal income where all freedom and liberty is destroyed by a top-down control of all aspects of one's life the world of the future antichrist build back better scheme is fully manifest in that idea in fact, a metaverse world is a place for meta-learning, new mores, ethics, brutally enforced and imposed upon all. Why? To make a better world for the elites, but not so much for the rest of humanity. And that comes by meta-forced learning, where you will learn to live collectively and in harmony and obey what is being projected into your mind by the meta-world of harmony and equilibrium perfect world for the elites designed for you and i and it's certainly a brave new world so back to the question how can we be sure if we are entering the last days and if they are really upon us is this a real deal or is this just another dead end my answer is what do you think after hearing all of this there's one last question that keeps popping up is this Brian, do you think you're focusing too much on the last day stuff? Okay, I'll answer that last question. Well, Jesus tells us that we're called to watch and pray to escape these things that are about to fall and stand before him when he comes. If no one watches and no one says a thing out of fear of being called a lunatic or whatever, this is talked about in the past, it's all happened before, well, has it? Has he seen anything like this on a worldwide scale? It's like to keep telling people, if it was just one country, big deal. I wouldn't put up, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a symbolism for something to come. But right now we have this on a worldwide scale. And folks, what do modern churches give us? They give us cotton candy messages and lattes instead of telling you what's coming down. And you notice the thousand pound elephant sitting in your living room and you can't ignore it any longer. You sense something ain't right, but you hope it will. So you buy, sell and eat. You try to go out and do and give in marriage and do all your things like that. You everything's it doesn't make sense. What's going on? And you try to mention this stuff and basically people tell you to muzzle it. You know, it's it's just, it is quite amazing. It is quite amazing what's happening in churches in the cotton candy gospel that's going on there. Now, you know, if we did not warn people, well, I don't think too many people are going to escape or prepare them hearts for it in this cotton candy world here. Well, folks, did you not know that it's written in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit behind Bible prophecy? Jesus is going to return. That's why we tell you, that's why I speak about Bible prophecy. It would be good to identify the times he returns, don't you think, and how close we're getting. We don't know the day or the hour of his return, but it's nice to know to read the signs. And we got a bunch of them, don't we, happening before our eyes. And it's nice to be able to prepare your heart and mind for this. So with that, let me wrap this up. We're witnessing a worldwide move for some form of worldwide government, a worldwide move to alter humanity, a push for re-educate all to make all conform to a Borg-like collective hive in a metaverse world that 
you put these 3D goggles on, and there you have it. You're living in your metaverse world. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. Have you seen anything like this happen on a worldwide scale with the technology we have now and what's being developed for the future? And it's all done to re-educate the world and make everybody conformed into that Borg-like collective living in that metaverse world. And it's a push for a meta-religion mindset. We're all gelled together in for the collective good of humanity, all brought about by the works of the thief that comes in the night, the devil and his minions, who achieve all this by killing and robbing and destroying and lying at all costs to bring about the collective suicide of humanity and cause people to enjoy the ride. I bet you haven't thought of that, have you? Yes, God can change things, I can admit. If people fall on their face and get rid of the cotton candy stuff being taught in the modern church, I think things could be turned around and get back and preparing people's heart so people can make a stand against it by true repentance, by doing something here. Not just changing your mind going, well, that's nice. I changed my mind about it, so, wow, it hasn't changed. Well, that means you have to get off your can and do something about it. But I don't know if the modern church is capable of that right now. As a whole, small groups will be, the remnant will be, and they'll be preparing themselves. They'll have oil in their reservoir. But the rest, mm, when you're called on to walk on that dark road, you have to go back to your own buyers and sellers to get that stuff. And you'll find out that what they sell don't jive with the times. Okay? <laughs> yeah, God can change things. And we are called to seek him how to do this and what to watch for. And it takes the entire modern church to do this together. I don't think that's going to happen. If enough people do, yeah, I think it can turn around. But right now, as it progresses, I don't see how it can barring a miracle of God, I don't see it happen. I see we're being pushed toward something, and it's, we're being propelled in that direction, folks. Get ready. Jesus is returning. Hallelujah. Don't know the day or the time. I woke up this morning telling you I felt gravely disappointed that Jesus had not returned. But it gives me another day I can rejoice in the Lord, that I can share the gospel, I can speak on these videos, I can help people, I can still pray for them, hallelujah, I can still do the work of Christ while I still can, hallelujah, and that's what we all need to be doing. Why? Because the church is sliding into apostasy, and that is another high watermark of the last days. With that, I'm going to close for now. And I got to tell you, my focus and aim is to glorify Jesus Christ and to help folks rely and depend on him alone, Christ alone, and become people of the Bible, known as the people of the book, and teach them how to pray and become that parallel structure amidst this insane world where we shine the light of Jesus Christ's character traits of the fruits of the Spirit, of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, righteousness, truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. We do that with each other so that everybody around us in the world can see just whom we belong to. And i got to end this with this question. Whom do you belong to? That question is for each of us to think upon right now. With that, folks, stay tuned as we explore how the Judas generation has slipped into the church in a little more detail with that, just know that censorship is very real. Because there will come a time when the censorship will get so hard that you'll have to go to websites like Josh Peck's 
or other sites in order to get content like this okay so just consider becoming a member of the day also look at your screen and you'll see my contact information if you'd like to help me out and support me all my contact information is on there as well as my book title as well you can help support me by my book you can help support me by paypal account and stuff that is on that screen right now before your eyes with that i want to ask you all to be blessed in jesus name amen